0: YouTube, Luminous Star here. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. If this is your first time visiting, welcome and to my current subscribers, who are my stars. Mwah! Thank you so much for your subscription. In today's video, please at the end of the video, hit the like and or subscription button. Send me comments and also, I'm sorry, leave me comments and send me questions to my email, which is located in the about section of my channel. I also have a website and if you visit my website, please sign the guest book. All right. I would love to have you drop by and see me at the website. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Today's video is going to be about self regulatory processes. Okay. Now, what is that? That is pretty much the start of trauma recovery and I'm going to be going over three tools as well as three points with you guys in this video and mind the description box. In the description box, I'm going to have a little bit more information in there for further research. And again, it's only a suggestion. You don't have to do this, but I hope you do because I have found this information, years ago, I found this information to be very helpful and I also have this as a part of my support base, which is I do research to help me to learn more about those things that I'm going through. Okay. Some of those traumatic experiences. All right. So here we go. Strap on your (laughs) seatbelts. All right, guys, if I, if I, if you guys hear something in this video that I say, and you, you know, that maybe, uh, there's a little bit more to it, or maybe you think of something that you have learned, please don't hesitate to put it in the comment section. All right. Because like you, I'm here on the planet to learn. Okay. I do not know it all. I'm on this journey, okay, (laughs) and I'm learning as I go along. So basically, all of my videos is for me to just share. I'm really just sharing a lot of things that I've learned, okay? So I, I like to do that. I've always been like that. Like if I learn something, I like to share it. So this is basically, in all of my videos on this channel, I am sharing information. I am not a licensed healthcare professional. Okay, so I'm just sharing with you guys some of the things that I've learned on my journey to the road to recovery, okay, from trauma. And uh this is something that I think that a lot of people are looking for right now. Anyway, I'm talking about the information. They're looking for the information because they want to understand more about what ails them or what what they're going through, right? Whether it be PTSD, complex PTSD, uh, you know, dealing with trauma, uh, childhood abuse, uh, you know domestic violence. We want to we want to learn more. This is the information age, so <laughs> we want to learn more about what is going on with us, so we can be more educated about it, so we can deal with it more effectively. Now, I wanted to say all that. Okay, I know that was a mouthful, but I wanted to say all that because I'm I'm getting a sense that some who are leaving comments, I don't think that they're um, they're getting what my channel is all about but see that's where the about section of my channel that's there and everyone is welcome to read it (laughs) so you know i'm not trying to be insulting however i just want to say that uh yeah i I think that some most of you who are looking at me you you get what my channel is about but i'm getting a few comments and i don't think they know what my channel is about but anyway i just wanted to put that out there Welcome to the Luminous Star Channel, and I hope you guys come back and see me again. All right, here we go. All right, (laughs) okay, self-regulatory processes, okay, and as that pertains to trauma recovery. I'm going to go over the points first. I'm probably not going to give a lot of examples in this one, but if one pops into my head, I'll just spit it out. But basically, I'm going to be sharing three tools and three points. Point number one, okay, the Olympic system of the brain. Okay? Now this is where we have the amygdala and the hippocampus. Okay? The amygdala, what the amygdala does is it records, what that does, it records all of, it, or it just keeps record of all of our experiences. Right? This is what the amygdala does. It records and keeps record of all of our experiences whether they were pleasant or unpleasant okay the hippocampus what that does is it records all of the experiences we've had now this is where it's different the hippocampus it doesn't care anything about the emotions this is just facts so the hippocampus even though it records you know, all of the, the facts. It can be pleasant or unpleasant. So this is where the hippocampus comes in. It doesn't care anything about emotions. It only keeps records of the facts. Whereas the amygdala, also, it, it records the emotion. You know, like whatever you felt. You know, for instance, somebody who is... Uh, you no, know, that would be the... That's something else. My bad. Anyway, the amygdala... <laughs> What that does is that also records pleasant and unpleasant experiences, okay? Now, that one does have to do with the emotions, okay? Whereas the hippocampus doesn't care anything about emotions, okay? Now, the somatic markers. Somatic is the body. So, what the somatic markers do, or you could say body markers, is it keeps record of All the experiences that the body has felt. All the experiences of the body. It keeps record of that. Pleasant and unpleasant. Okay? There you go. So we have the amygdala, the somatic markers, and the hippocampus. All right. Now, with the hippocampus, I want to go ahead, because this is what I was trying to remember. The hippocampus, since it doesn't deal with the... Emotions, it only deals with facts. Say, for instance, you're on the phone and somebody on the other line, on the other end of the phone, you haven't seen or heard from them in 30 years, right? But you remember them. So when you hear their voice, you remember. This is where the hippocampus the campus comes in. It helps us, okay? But this is another thing the hippocampus does. It also guides us in our decision making. This is what the hippocampus does, So all three of those things, when they, are, when they take a hit due to trauma, because all three of those sections take a hit, so they are severely impaired due to trauma. Okay? So when that happens, the decision-making is also impaired. Okay? So what, it, what are the key things in decision-making? Is being mindful of the body, as well as the emotional body. You have to be aware of your emotional body in order to make an effective decision. You have to be aware of your emotional body and you have to be aware, you know, you just have to be mindful basically. So when the trauma happens, what that does is that freezes us almost like in time. The traumatic events or the traumatic event could have happened 20 years ago. But your body right now, your mind and your body is in a state of, oh my goodness, you know, something's getting ready to happen. So this is why sometimes we're hypervigilant and we're in that survival mode 24-7 and we're just in that fight and flight all the time. This is highly stressful on the mind and the body because we're not supposed to be like that. But when trauma happens, it disrupts a lot of things, the mind and the body. Okay, so the traumatic event has us stuck almost like in time. This is why a lot of us seemingly are living in the past. It's hard for us to be in the present moment. It's because we're still where the traumatic event happened. I'm talking about mindfully, not necessarily physically, but in our minds, we're still back 20 years ago, 30 years ago when the traumatic event or events took place. So this is how trauma affects us. It, it's kind of like we're stuck in time. Okay? And so when we're stuck in time like that, we're not necessarily mindful of our we're not mindful. I'm just gonna put it right there. We're not necessarily mindful. Our emotions, we don't really know how we feel. Not necessarily. We're not really, you know, keen on how we feel. Not really. So when the traumatic event happens We're stuck. We're frozen in that time period and we're stuck there. So no matter how many years go by, it's like we're stuck when the traumatic event happened, even though we may have packed up and moved from the place where the traumatic event happened. We may have gone on and had more relationships, but I hope you guys are getting the picture. It's like we're still stuck there. And so we're in that, flight in that fight and flight mode all the time. We're in survival mode all the time. We're vigilant. And here's the other thing that is very interesting that trauma seems to do to us. And that is, even though sometimes our bodies feel like whatever took place 20 years ago is happening at this moment. You know, we may be having a panic attack. We may be, you know... Uh, sweating profusely and palmy, you know, uh, sweaty palms and cold clammy hands. And, you know, we, we're just going through it. We're having this panic attack. You know, the things that our bodies were feeling, the, the, the thoughts that were racing through our minds during the traumatic event 30 years ago, it's like right now we're feeling that. But when somebody asks us to describe what's going on with us today at this moment, this is where some of us fail Okay, we're not able to uh, give a narrative of what happened. We really can't go through verbally what happened, but our bodies are having that panic attack. See, we're reacting to what happened 30 years ago, but we're not necessarily able to talk about it. Okay, and again, that's due to the limbic uh, system of the brain being impaired. You know, all three of those sections I went over with you guys, please check it out in the description box so you can get a clearer picture of what I'm talking about. Okay, so all of that is how trauma affects us. Okay, so it is not, and I can remember right, you know, actually this was years ago. And I remember somebody asking me to talk about what I had gone through and I wasn't able to do it, but my body was feeling what was going on you know the stress emotional stress my body was reacting to it okay but I wasn't able to sit down and talk to somebody I wasn't able to give them a narrative a clear or concise you know coherent narrative I could not do it I couldn't do it but my body was feeling all these things okay so I just hope this, I hope this is making sense to you guys and explain, you know, I just wanted to talk about, this is why it seems like some of us live in the past, no matter how many years go by, it's like we're stuck in this, this, you know, this mode and it's like we can't get out. <laughs> so I just really wanted to break that down. That's the effects of trauma. So adequate self-regulatory processes. Okay. Trauma recovery. Now we're getting to the tools. So I've already gone over the points. So let's go ahead and get to the tools. Tool number one: write your epilogue. Write the epilogue to your story. Just just you know, you can start off with I made it. Because you're here now. The traumatic event that took place years ago, yeah, you know, it's like it it is it's in the past. You're here now. You're here today. So the first step to trauma recovery is to profess with your mouth. Get that in your mind and in your heart that you are here. You're alive. You have a clean slate. You can help yourself now. You can build a support base. Okay. Matter of fact, that was one of my tools. (laughs) Okay. So that's the first tool. Write the epilogue of your story, starting with you are here. Okay. Because you are. You made it no need to continuing to keep yourself stuck in the past. I know easier said than done. I know, but you can do it. So when you start writing the epilogue of your story, then you start feeling a little bit more positive about life. you start to look at yourself a lot differently. Okay. Now I tried that one and it helped me out a lot. When I went from, Just, you know, telling myself, this is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. And I'm just stuck there. And I'm not mindful of the fact that, wait a minute, I'm here today. This happened 15 years ago, but I'm here today. So I started telling myself this. I'm here today. I started writing the epilogue of my story. I started to change my story. You know, not saying belittling what happened to me, but I hope you guys are getting this. It's like a lot of us, we get stuck. In the past. And we stay there. No matter how many years go by. We're still in the past. But when we start to fill our minds with. Wait a minute. And we start professing with our mouths. That hey I'm here today. Then that can help us to start. A whole new world. A whole you know you just. You have a different outlook on life. And you feel like you can start over. Okay so I hope that makes sense. Step number two. Uh, I'm sorry. Tool number two. (laughs) Okay, tool number two, become mindful of your body and your emotions. Just become mindful. You become mindful of how you feel and what you feel, becoming mindful of how you think and what you think. Now, how do you do that? Start the journal. Start recording. Okay, your thoughts. You don't have to, or you can sit in front of your computer or your laptop and you start, you know, doing your diary or your journal that way you start to be more mindful of what you're thinking and how you're thinking. Okay. What you think and how you think this is part of the mindful process. Okay. How do you feel when you get around a narcissist or when you get around somebody from your past who has caused you trauma or when you, you know, here's one that I did. I went back to one of the houses that I grew up in. I went back there cause some very horrific things happened to me in a couple of those houses, right? I went back there guys. I got in my car, I drove out and I went back there. I even wrote a letter and I went out to one of the houses. Very, that was one of the most powerful things within that I ever did. It was very, it felt very powerful to me to do that. I actually sat down and I wrote a letter like like I might write you a letter. Okay, I wrote a letter. I went out to the house. Okay, I planned all of this. Went out to the house and I went there And it was like, you know, some people might say, okay, that's a ritual. But to me, it was more like a a memorial service, more like a memorial service or a funeral. I was saying to that house, you no longer have any hold on me. Basically telling that aspect of my past, you have no hold on me anymore. So I felt free. After I wrote that letter, okay, went out to the house and I left that letter there. I buried it there. Along with that part of my past. And I was free. Okay? And it, it I could feel it on the inside. I can feel it in my mind as well as in my core. I can feel it. I can feel I can I can feel that door unlocking. The key turning and the lock unlocking and that door opening. And I walked right through it. I felt like the whole world just was lifted off of my shoulders. So, that is just one part I want to share with you guys that I actually did it was very helpful, very powerful. Okay? So, becoming mindful of what you're feeling is very important, and you can journal. You can write angry letters if you have to. You know, you have to get you have to face that stuff. You have to get mindful about it. You know, it's very important. So, what you're feeling and how you're feeling If you're getting around somebody from your past and it wasn't so great with you and that person, but when you get around them, your body is going to respond. That's a lot of stress on the body. It's going to respond. Whether you're mindful of it or not, it's going to respond. Because this is a person that caused you some harm. Maybe 50 years ago, but they caused you a lot of harm. Your body remembers it. Remember I was talking about those somatic markers? That's what that is. Your body remembers what happens to it. So once you start getting in tune with yourself and you are mindful of what's going on and how your body feels, what your body is feeling and how it's feeling and what you're thinking and how you're thinking. That's a game changer. That's a huge part of the regulatory processes, the self regulatory processes to break that down even further. That's part of the trauma recovery, but to break that down even further, that is also helping you to process trauma. is helping you to process those traumatic experiences which will be stressful. You're able to process stressful events a lot better when you are mindful. It just goes hand in hand. So third and final tool. Learn how to love yourself. Sounds simple. I know. Maybe it sounds cliche. But you have to learn how to love yourself Have a healthy lifestyle, start a healthy lifestyle, go out into nature. This is one of my favorite things to do is to actually go out for a couple hours, sometimes three hours. I am outdoors, out in nature, at the beach, at the park, or I may go somewhere, you know, where there's a camping ground and I'm just enjoying nature, just listening to the birds. I may be looking at, you know, I might be out the beach and I'm looking at the sunset. I'm taking it all in that's very cathartic and therapeutic for me just to go out in nature as often as I can. So wherever that loving yourself looks like, draw up the blueprint for that. I don't know what that may be. Only you can answer that question. What is your blueprint of starting to love yourself? So those are my three tools, my three points, and please be mindful of the description box, okay? Now, the points you guys may have... Gotten a little lost on the points, but when I was going over these somatic markers and the amygdala and the hippocampus, those were my points right there the three points right there. I didn't go into depth with those because it's in the description box. So please suggest it. I just want to suggest you look further into that part of the limpic uh, system the limpic system of the brain because this has a whole lot to do with why we're feeling stuck all the time and why we seem to be living in the past when it comes to trauma, okay? And why we can't seem to talk about what happened to us, but our bodies are feeling it and we have the memories, the flashbacks. See, all those, that part of the brain has a lot to do with that, okay? So I hope you guys enjoyed this video and come back and see me. Until next time, take care of yourself. Hi YouTube, Luminous Star here. Welcome to my channel Luminous Star. If this is your first time visiting, welcome and I hope you come back and see me. Guys, for you who are my stars, you know you're very special to me. Thank you so much for your subscription as well as your support. Today's video is going to be really short, okay? (laughs) Because I'm actually heading out to do my walking for the day. (laughs) All right, so I thought before heading out, I would do a quick video for you. I hope you enjoy it. At the end of the video, please go ahead and send all questions, should you have any, to my email address, which is in the description box below. Also in the description box below, you will find the tool that I'm gonna be sharing with you today. Now, like I said, today's video is gonna be very short. So I'm only going to share with you one tool today. What? I know. <laughs> well, you guys who have been with me for quite some time, you know I like to go as far as three tools, three or four tools, right? But today I'm only going to do one because I'm going out and doing my exercise this morning. So, okay, this video is going to be very short. All right. I'm going to be talking about how we have some of us have a support base, but It may need a little improvement, right? We, We have a support base. However, it's fairly weak. So I'm going to be talking about weak support bases today. Now, I am not criticizing anyone. I am not judging anyone. I started out some time ago, guys, with my support base. I took baby steps. Now, that's not what I'm talking about in this video. I'm talking about a weak support base, right? It's just totally weak. (laughs) it's pretty much non-existent. Okay, point number one. Within the support base, right? When we have a support base, first I'm going to go over what a strong support base is. Then we're going to compare it to the weak one. So my first point is when we have a support base, and within that support base, we're supposed to be able to have something or someone who challenges us constructively. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) What that looks like is having someone who challenges you, you know, because when you become mindful of what you think and what you feel, right, there are some questions that's going to be popping up because you're going to be very mindful of that. So you have to have it. To, to compare it to something. So when you have someone in your support basis who will challenge you, those individuals who will challenge you and say, hmm, okay, so you feel such and such, what evidence do you have to base on what you're feeling or what you're thinking? That's what critical thinking comes in. So when some of us, I know I have done this, guys, What we tend to do is when we are feeling something, especially when we're having toxic relationships with narcissists and we're feeling something, we're feeling hurt, we're feeling that pain and we're not critically thinking about what's going on in that toxic relationship. How that person is really treating us. Where's all that coming from? Now, I'm not suggesting that you become that person's counselor. I'm talking about the people that you are in a toxic relationship with. I'm not suggesting you become their counselor. What I'm saying is when you start to put everything into perspective, that is based upon critical thinking as well as you're being mindful of what you're feeling and you balance that out instead of just swinging the pendulum all the way over to overanalyzing the toxic relationship and what's going on in it or swinging the pendulum over the other way to just getting your emotions all in it. And you're just running away with that. You know, you're just being overly emotional. Not to belittle what you're feeling. So please don't misunderstand me about that. What I'm saying is, when you swing the pendulum, either way, it's an imbalance. So in your support base, a strong support base will consist of The people who will challenge you and to help you in order to help you to put everything into perspective according to your experiences, not based on their opinion. I hope that makes sense. So that's a strong, that's somewhat of a strong support base. That's some of the things that happen in a strong support base. A weak support base. Okay, and I'm still on point number one. Actually, I'm just going to do one point today. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> OK, because I'm going to do one tool. So still on the first point, what a weak support base is, is when you don't have anyone, right? When you don't have anyone or anything that challenge you constructively. OK, so when you're isolating, that's a weak support base. That's I that thumb, I thumbs that down, guys. That's not a good support base is to isolate yourself. And to self-medicate with drugs, alcohol, sex, food, whatever, pornography, whatever, I thumbs that down. That's not a great support base. That's a weak support base. But I get how some people fall into that pit. I was headed in that direction myself. I get it. It's so easy to go there when we're hurting, right? We want relief. We want to feel better. So we grab for the first thing this instant gratification. I get it. Been there, done that. Okay? So I can, I can relate to some of that. However, that's a weak support base. Okay? So a weak support base, moving on with the weak support base. Another thing is that when we go into our emotions and we do not critically think about What's going on in the relationship? We're not asking those critical questions. When I ask those critical questions of myself, first of all, guys, I was coming from a sincere place. I was ready to make a change. I wasn't resistant anymore. I was getting out of that. I wasn't stuck on, okay, well this person is doing me wrong, they're treating me terribly, you know, they're an asshole, they're a, you know, whatever, whatever. They're a demon or whatever. And I'm just writing that off and I'm not critically thinking about what that whole toxic relationship, the purpose of it is all about. What I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. I'm not even being mindful of that. I'm just floating all over the toxic relationship, and I'm just in it. I hope that makes sense. It's like there's no construct. There's no structure. There's no uh, foundation that is strong. So that's a strong support base, but a weak support base doesn't have any of that. You're just floating around. You're just feeling what you feel, and you're thinking certain things, and you don't know where it's coming from. You're not investigating. You're not researching. Sometimes I haven't done that, guys. I was just in the mix. I was just feeling what I was feeling. And I was just thinking all types of things, not investigating it, not critically thinking about it, just letting my emotions run away, right? Instead of having some structure, instead of building a strong support base. But when I decided, guys, that I was worth my life, that I was worthy of having a great life, all that changed. What I say, that was a game changer. (laughs) You guys know I like to say that sometimes. But it absolutely was. It was a game changer. I started to invest in myself. Moving right on along to that first tool. Okay? Invest in yourself. That's the first tool. That's the only tool that I'm sharing today. Invest in yourself. Give yourself permission to reclaim your life. You're worth that. Right? You definitely are worth it. I hope you hope so. I hope you think so. I hope you think so. Because you are very worthy of a great life. Guys, I used to walk around depressed, full of anxiety, being fearful, even of my own shadow sometimes. What do I mean by the own shadow part? I was afraid to look at myself, my dark side. And I wasn't trying to even look at how I added all up into the toxic relationship. What was I doing in it? I wasn't trying to even look at that. No, that person is bad. He or she, that's their fault. See, that's where I was, guys. That wasn't helping me. Not at all. That kept me stuck. And I didn't have a strong support base. My support base was actually weak because it stemmed from a place of fear. I hope that makes sense too, because when we do things from a place of fear, it starts to crumble eventually. So I didn't have a a strong support base. I had a weak support base, whereas I would start to eat comfort foods to feel better. I would blame him or her for how I was feeling. Instead of looking in the mirror. I didn't critically think about what was going on around me. Didn't care. Didn't have a clue. And didn't and didn't even mind how I was feeling and what I was thinking in the midst of it all. Didn't care. So guys, I was walking around unconscious to a lot of things. So that was a weak support base. Whereas I was just grabbing on to whoever or whatever... That would make me feel good at that moment. So first tool, invest in yourself. Actually, the only tool I want to share with you guys today. Began to invest in yourself. Give yourself permission to say, hey, I I deserve a great life. Because you absolutely do. Discontinue to invest in toxic relationships. Because... Those types of relationships, this is something else I found out too, guys. Is that that's going to be a hindrance? It's going to block you from having a strong support base. Can you imagine? Well, yes. Some of us actually can easily imagine this because we've been there, done that, and some of us unfortunately are currently in this. Being, can you imagine being surrounded by people who tell you? that you're never gonna make it, you're never gonna amount to anything, yes, I can raise my hand to that. Been there, done that, experienced that. I have experienced that, guys, in my past. So I can easily imagine it. What I'm saying is when you have people like that around you, they're not interested in your well-being. They're not gonna be interested in being a part of your strong support base. So again, the only tool I have for you today is to go ahead and begin to invest in yourself. Draw up the blueprint for your support base. What does that look like? All the details of it, it's on you. You're the captain of that ship. You have to navigate it. Nobody else is gonna do it for you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. And wherever you are on the planet at this moment, I hope you are doing very well. Stay tuned for more videos.